Oh, hey, we are. I love this. <laughs> Not even paying attention. I love it when we're just super distracted. <laughs> this is good. Hey, we're thirty minutes early though, guys. So I think we're allowed a little slack with this week. Is that how that works? I think so. Okay. Is that how the real be. world works? There's football on. So if I'm late to work, I'm allowed to do a bad job. Yes. Hmm. hmm. For some reason, I feel like that's not true. Yeah. However, get away with that. you can break personal conduct policies and still complain about not getting your money. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. Tyler's got football on the mind. Yeah, I'm watching football right now. His boys are playing. Got to. So. Yep. Got to represent too. Yep. The representing the player who's probably not going to get to play ever again. Uh, so well, that's okay day. though. Yeah. Anyway, what's Wait. up, fanboys and fangirls? <laughs> Welcome back. To another live episode of What the Fanboy. Yes, we are early, so I don't even know if anybody's in our chat yet, because I don't know if we really advertise that, but... I put out one tweet. <laughs> At 7.20. Hey, it was, <laughs> no, yeah. it was we, like 7. We got it out there. We did. So nobody can complain. There's no excuses, is what I gather. Yeah. We, we we warned everybody. You okay over there? I'm fine. There's a big leg here, and I knocked my knee against it. Um, was it your other leg? Was it worth it? It's both legs. <laughs> oh. At the same time, oh, I broke them both. Mm. Show mm. must go on. Yep. I'm Luke. This is Mr. Tyler. Hey, Let's and make this intro even. This is worse the beautiful Brett Eitzen in his sweet <laughs> podcast shirt. Ooh, I like that shirt. Get you one of them. Is there a place one of us could get one of those shirts? Luke, it's funny that you mentioned that because there is. <laughs> no way. Yeah, we have an online store. What? Teespring.com. No way. Backslash stores. Backslash what the fanboy. All sorts of merch there, and uh, remember. Those t-shirts, especially when you get up in the like XL the, to 3 or 4XL, they run a little small. So I think they're all 100% cotton anyways, so you can uh, Buy a size get, a, get a size larger, shrink it down. Good to know. I bought normal size. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're super soft though too, which is super awesome. They are. I don't know, I don't know if they're different, but the, the one with our ratings on it, mm-hmm. I put that one on and I'm just like... Do you sleep in it? No. It's a so I think it's a depending on what colors you get, they have different like uh, material options. Mm. So like I know the podcast shirt is 100% cotton. I don't think that the ratings or the red what the fanboy shirt are 100% cotton. I think gotcha. they're like a blend. Polyester cotton blend. Yeah. But yeah, very comfortable. Highly recommend. It is sleepable in. I don't sleep in anything, though. <laughs> Good to know. Moving on. <laughs> Luke, what did you uh, what did you do this week? Um, this is a, another kind of off week for me. That's a hold. I didn't, I didn't Sorry. do a, a whole lot of... They called it. We're good. Okay, we're good. <laughs> keep keep me informed. Yeah, no, Let I got you. Let me know you. what's happening. Sorry. Um, I didn't do a lot of watching or really a lot of playing i mean i played destiny but a lot of what i did came from reading material um i don't even know actually if i talked about this last week or if this is just something i forgot to delete did i talk about saga and broken angels yeah last week yeah oh so then i didn't do anything oh you talked about finishing i think volume seven of saga i don't think oh i didn't say that i finished you hadn't finished okay yeah. I'm yeah, caught you up like in an saga. Issue or a volume behind. Yeah. yeah. There's nine volumes out. Um, oh, I told you guys yeah. at Ad Astra. Yep. That's what I did. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm caught up in Saga. 
and it's absolutely heartbreaking. I need Brian K. Vaughn to to write the next one so I can get up get some closure with what the heck's going on. Yeah. Um, but it's it's super good. Um, can't wait for more. And now I've moved on to another Brian K. Vaughn series, uh, Paper Girls, and I've been really enjoying that. Um, the other thing that I finished was I listened to the audiobook of the second book from the Takeshi Kovach series, which is what Altered Carbon on Netflix is based on. Oh. Uh, the second book is called Broken Angels. Um, it's completely different from the first book. The first book is a detective story, solving a murder. This one is... It's like Indiana Jones <laughs> in space. Um, sounds awesome. Kovacs doing it all. Yeah, they're, they're going out to this planet and they have information of a Stargate. It's not what they call it, but so you can understand <laughs> what it is. Um, that leads to a Martian ship. And it is it was really good. Um, the author, Richard Court K. Morgan, is super good at like describing the action scenes. Um, he's really descriptive. He uses a lot of creative metaphors and similes, so it's a lot of fun to listen to. However, with his very good description come the very awkward sex scenes in the book oh, no. <laughs> it's just too much <laughs> in their long chapters um but if you're interested in altered carbon as a show and you're kind of wondering what it's based on you should check out those books i'll eventually get to the third one or if you're interested in those books and you didn't know for some reason that it's based on a series you should watch altered carbon on netflix anyway that's it cool wow I did more than Luke this week. I'm excited. It's a miracle. But I will move quickly through these. Um, there was something else that I wanted to do but never got to. But keep going. We also saw Rambo together. Yeah. And we'll we talk saw about Ad that Astra. Yeah. Um, so I'm still reading the forward collection. I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, it's collected by Blake Crouch. It's six novellas about the near future. Um, pretty cool. I've read four of them. Working on my fifth one now. Um, the order I've read them, it, weirdly, they've gotten better as I read more. And I've kind of read them just how I feel. Not really based on any set length or anything like that. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do this one next. This author sounds cool. I'll do this one. <laughs> um, they're all pretty good, though. I would put all of them at fanboy-worthy for sci-fi as a whole. Um, I watched Titans Season 2, Episode 3. Another strong episode. Um, the show just tonally is so different this season and every episode they drop like one little one or two little like Easter eggs that really excite me for what's to come. Um, this week's were Blackfire (laughs) and, uh, now I can't think of the other one. I'll think of it later. I'll like blurt it out randomly, (laughs) but we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool though. They're doing a good job. I played some more Gears 5 because that game's amazing. I would really encourage you guys to play it if you have the opportunity. Um, And then I played two new games this weekend. I played the Modern Warfare beta at length. That is a safety. (laughs) Come on. What? They're giving them... Oh, my gosh. I hate referees. Um, I played the Modern Warfare beta. I played with Seabull last night, actually, for about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. 
a lot of fun. We played some of the ground war mode, which is essentially Battlefield, um, <laughs> but with better gunplay, in my opinion. I think Battlefield handles the maps and vehicles much better than Call of Duty does. Um, but ultimately, it's a shooter, and Call, Call of Duty's, Duty's gunplay is known really for good. Really tight. Gunplay. Well, the gunplay is so different now. Like yeah. it's it's so different. I mean, I mean it, it's always been tw- it's been twitchy in terms yeah. of like really high mm-hmm. fast time to kill or low time to kill, but like I've always felt like you know aiming and shooting in that game feels like responsive. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm all over the place. Yeah, with, you like, don't feel like you're games. swaying. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like one thing Call of Duty, I think this Call of Duty does really well is is the new gun mechanics. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot more penalty for recoil, a lot more gun sway. Um, it just feels more like i don't know like kind of like siege like rainbow yeah. six siege it, it kind of reminds me of that but it's still call of duty at heart mm-hmm. um it's just on a new engine and there's some new mechanics that i think are good for the game um ultimately though i really like it yeah. like i'm really looking forward to this entry i think it's a step i think it's a step in the right direction it's nice to see a franchise that's been around for so long do something different um adding vehicles not like blackout but you know tanks and things like that i was gonna say how does it retroactively make you feel about Call of Duty 4 or Black Ops 4. Sorry. This is Call of Duty 4. Um <laughs> so I said something this weekend and it may piss people off who like Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. Um but this is the most Call of Duty has felt like Call of Duty to me mm-hmm. in a long time. Like it feels like what Call of Duty has always been advertised to be. Yeah. Um which I haven't felt that way since Advanced Warfare. Like I felt like all of them have just felt Oh, we're in the future. We're doing this. We're doing that. Like this one, like it, it's modern. You're playing with guns you've actually heard of that aren't made up names. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's just nice. It's it's a refreshing take. The new hit marker sound sounds really good to me. I really like it. I know it's a weird detail, but I always take note of that stuff. Yeah. I got a question. Okay. Do the guns still sound like they're plastic? No. Oh, thank God. They, the gun sounds like the, the realism that they've tried to add. The guns actually go bang. The guns actually, yes. The guns actually are loud. Like, when you shoot a Desert Eagle, it is freaking annoying because it's so loud and it's so <laughs> annoying to try and control. Um, but it, it's really good. I'm, I'm really impressed with it. You know, if I was rating the beta, like the game based on the beta, sure. uh, I'd say it's fanboy worthy. Right. I think if you're, and I'm not going to say if you're a Call of Duty fan, but if you're a shooter fan, I think you'll you'll like it. And one thing I was talking to Siebel about last night was you, actually. Yeah. We were talking about... Because we, oh, no. we were playing Ground War, and like Ground War has always been a mode where it's like 10v10 or whatever, 8v8, and the normal mode is 6v6. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, it's 32v32. Like it's, it's a big field. It's like Conquest on Battlefield, but it plays quicker. So like it's not a 45-minute game. It's right. 15 minutes, which is nice. Like I, I enjoy more, that. Yeah, up my alley versus right, traditional like, Call of Duty or even... Right. Black Ops 4. Right, there's vehicles, there's five capture points, there's high ground and there's hills to go up and we only played the one map. Um, but I'm excited to see, I think the mode will, will thrive if they support it. Yeah. Um, but it really is going to depend on how many players are playing it. You know what I mean? And we did the crossplay thing. Oh yeah, because um, he's on PC. He was on PC, I was on Xbox and it, it was, we had a little bit of issues at first getting into matches, but once we got going, it was pretty seamless. Nice. Um, that's cool that it's working that well in the beta. Yeah. Oh, this is the most stable beta I think <laughs> I've ever played. I got kicked once. Nice. 
in like a three, two-ish day window, yeah. I got kicked once. I almost level capped the beta. Remember when we uh, when we played that Anthem beta and it took that us was like... a demo. You watch your mouth. <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending it, but yeah, I, I remember why that too. That's a big deal. Man, I just remember how smoothly it ran compared to the alpha. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did also play the or did just you play the alpha? I, I, like, I was I, the only person that you played, played the, the alpha. private okay, alpha. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you did the private one. Mm-hmm. That's right. But no, all in all, um, I'm really excited for October 25th. I think this is probably the strongest entry since black ops 2 at yeah. this at this point now we'll see how they support it sure um but yeah really excited about it and then i played the legend of zelda Link's awakening a game i said i would not buy if it was full price and i <laughs> bought it i watched a little bit and i was like man that game looks awesome and then i went to walmart and it was ten dollars off because of my little hack thing that i've somehow stumbled upon look at you and i went and bought my it hacks. and i started playing it and this is awesome like Look, I like Breath of the Wild a lot, but this game is a great reminder of where Zelda came from and what Zelda truly is. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend you pick it up. I even rated it as a booyah. Like, I, I think Dana will play this. Like, oh, it's wow. seriously so good. Like, I, I enjoy it so much. I played it for like three and a half hours yesterday. Nice. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't get enough. Like, all I could think about at work today is like, man, I really want to go home and play Link's Awakening. <laughs> But like obviously I can't because the Redskins are on TV. <laughs> but no, it's it's awesome. I hope you guys get a chance to play it. Yeah, I'm gonna like, try and pick that up this week. It's it's so good. I've I, been I've been looking for another game to play on my Switch. I've this was the one that I was like I don't know. It's kind of close to Pokemon. Like we'll see. And then I was like I watched a couple of streams of it and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I need that. <laughs> Since I know it's safe <clears throat> to say this because I know Stephanie doesn't watch the. Or listen to the podcast. She doesn't actually listen to the podcast at all. This seems like maybe be a good Christmas present because Ori is coming out for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I think like this week, like on Wednesday oh, really? or something. Yeah. Hmm. So it. I know she's gonna <laughs> want to play through that again, mm-hmm. and so maybe I can push this to be like a yeah. It's Christmas it's seriously present. so much fun, man, and it's it's simple. What you if know, I wait to get it and just buy it from you? Buy it from me. <laughs> I mean, we'll see if Dana gets into it. Okay. And it could be one I revisit. I don't know. It's so fun, man. I'm at the castle right now. Oh, so good. But, yeah. Highly recommend it. Definitely try to play it in some capacity. Nice. And that is Looking forward to it. Good. Sweet. Oh, you did do... I did a lot this week, man. You did do a lot. I was a busy person. I did not do a lot. I pretty much only did one thing. I did two things. I saw Ad Astra with you guys, which we'll Mm -hmm. review later. Um, but then I binged Disenchantment Season 2. Nice. Or Part 2, as Netflix calls them, because apparently <laughs> Netflix doesn't want to have seasons. They want to have parts. Mm. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's innovation right there. They're changing the game they with are, that. They are game changers. Hey, they won, a, they won an Emmy last night for Bandersnatch. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that and immediately it was like, oh, I bet Luke is pissed right now. <laughs> Luke didn't know. I just ruined No, Luke's I game. knew. Okay, okay. Did you see the ratings from Rotten Tomatoes? Like, critics gave it 0%. <laughs> Have you seen... I it's, saw... it's 70% fresh, Bandersnatch. Really? Yes. I did not think it was going to be that However, high. if you go read the reviews, it's, I didn't like this, but this is innovative. Ugh. Which is the worst kind of review. One of the worst kind of reviews. Yeah. Anyways, 
We're not here to talk about Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. We are that. here to talk about Disenchantment Part 2. Um, so this is from Matt Gearing, the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. Um, set in medieval times. I think if you've seen the first season, I don't know, did any either of you nope. guys watch the first season? I don't watch any of his stuff. Okay. Um, so I still don't think this quite lives up to Futurama levels of quality. Mm. I think The Simpsons is... Simpsons was good for a while, but it's Simpsons got so stale. The Simpsons just... is an overrated action movie. <laughs> <laughs> Go back last week, we talked about that. Um, I agree. And then I think like Futurama just... I don't know if it's because they can do so much more with that setting, but it just opens up this whole wide world. And they've kind of tried to do that with... I'm going to keep on calling it season two. Season two of this enchantment, where they've brought in magic a little more. They've brought in technology to a certain degree. There's like a steampunk city that hmm. like That's is cool. there. The, but the problem is they, they only kind of really dip their toes in. Um, like pretty soon out the gate, they've kind of undone everything they did at the end of season one, which I was really excited about. Hmm. I was excited for a show, an animated show, comedy like this that pushed the narrative and did certain things like kill off main characters and within like two or three episodes i don't even consider this a spoiler because they kind of hint at it in the trailer but they they bring back elfo who they've who they killed off in the first at the end of the first season um they've undone they all supernatural of the, it they've done undone all of the stuff to the kingdom like at the end of the like and so we get more time with those characters, which is really cool because they're well-written characters. Unfortunately, it just does kind of feel like a big season reset. You know, sitcoms kind of have a, a weekly episode reset. And this kind of felt like a season reset where it's like, okay, mm. by the time the season ended, we're almost right back to where the first season ended. Does it kind of feel like you don't even really need to watch the first season? Mm, no, not really. You really you 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 lose out on certain character things, but like if you watched it, you like wouldn't you wouldn't be lost. Not really. Like like I said, like there's some like stuff that, like at the end of the first season, like the entire kingdom, their their kingdom is like turned to stone, right? And the main character Bean is sailing away on the ship, and. Like you won't understand why everyone's turned to stone if you. She's going to Bravos. She's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna learn study how with to... the faceless men. Yeah, she got that coin. Yeah, got that coin. Um, but no, like overall, it's still it's still really good. I probably wouldn't quite. It's maybe a low fanboy worthy worthy high Matthew McConaughey. Is it better than the first season? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's such a quick answer. Be... No hesitation. Yeah. Like, he didn't even have to think about it. He's, no, no, no. No, it's not as good as the first season. And part of that's part of that's because, for me at least, it, un, it undoes it a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that, cool things that hmm. the first season did do. Um, that's frustrating. That said, it is, it's, an, it's an extension of a good first season. So, like, it's not bad. I, I definitely, I'm not, not recommending it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... No, I just think they had some opportunities to really push things forward, um, and instead it feels like they've kind of stretched it out to make to make more episodes to make more episodes, right? Mm. 
So that's kind of frustrating. But anyways, that's all I did this week. Should we move on to some news? news. Should we do some news? You want to do news? You want to do Rambo? Uh, Let's do some news. Okay. Switch it up from the things we've been talking about. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the future. (laughs) Um, A couple trailers this week. Uh, We got a new Knives Out trailer. Uh, the final. Tra- I don't know if you watched it. I did not watch this know, very intentionally, just because yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want anything spoiled. And Ryan Johnson was very clear with it. Like, I don't have control over the trailers, so. <laughs> I watched it. I I think it still looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally opposite from the first. Trailer. Yeah, it's very different. Oh, interesting. Very. It looks, it looks more like oh, this is a mystery, not oh, this is gonna be kooky. Uh... Yeah, I remember like I specifically leaned over when we saw it in front of Rambo, and I was like. This looks like a different it movie. It looks different. Hmm. And I was like, this is kind of weird. It, it looks good, though. So yeah, it does look good. It, it does yeah. look good. Oh, man, I'm here for her on a dare. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's um, a killer cast. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it's killer. I mean, somebody was murdered. The last whodunit I watched with a killer cast was awful. So Murder mystery? <laughs> no, I didn't watch that one. Mystery on, or Murder on, murder the, on the Orient Express. Express. Murder, murder mystery was okay. It was pretty good. It was enjoyable. It was good enough. Yeah. It's good enough. It was an Adam Sandler movie, so was, you're not expecting a lot. <laughs> it was a, yeah, a better Adam Sandler movie is how I would describe it. Uh, another trailer we got was for Frozen 2. That's right. That one just came out today. today. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't watch it, but I, I didn't was watch bored, it. so I did. <laughs> I watched it just so we could talk about it. It Story trailer, at least. Looks fine. I don't know. And now I know slightly more about their motivations. Um, I did, I have it like queued up on my phone and I just never got around to watching it. I don't like Olaf. Yeah. Um, it, this it. I get it. He's the kid character. Yeah. He's for the, he's there for the kids. Um. Yeah. I I think it looks. It looks like a sequel to a popular animated movie that would come out yep. to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good description. <laughs> like, of but that's, what it is. That's all it looks like. It's just like, oh, this movie was successful. We need a sequel. Let's do this. Like, it doesn't look super it, creative. It, I don't know. Yeah, it reminds that, me um, more of like a... This is going to sound harsh. It reminds me more of like a Cars 2. Yeah. Where it's like, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't like... That being Cars, said, Cars 2 is not, is not good. I hated and that movie. I don't like Cars 2. but So what I'm saying is it's not on that level of like, I think this is going to be an awful movie. Yeah. Um, it's more of, I think that it just kind of feels like we have IP and we need to make money off of that IP. Yeah. So let's make a, and hopefully, I mean, the story looks fairly intriguing. It has to do a lot more about the source of magic and that kind of stuff. So I think there's some cool opportunities there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a line, there's some like back and forth between Anna and Elsa in the trailer that I really like about the, the running, you know, don't follow me into fire. Well, don't go running into like, (laughs) it's that like, they're both kind of that stubborn. I'm here to help you. I don't need your help. But and then those personalities clashing. Yeah, I think can be fun. All I know is that whenever Kristoff talks, <laughs> I just picture Jonathan Groff talking about serial killers. Oh no! And I can't, <laughs> I can't get past it because the dude who voices Kristoff is the is Holden from Mindhunter. Oh. <laughs> so That's he's awesome. talking, and I'm just like. Oh man, he's after somebody in Arendelle. Yeah. Somebody is coming after them. PTK's in Arendelle. Oh my gosh. 
He's slowly just making a profile on Elsa, let's be honest. Oh my god. <laughs> He's coming for you. Um, next trailer we got was El Camino. Yeah. More of like a clip trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod. I probably have. I've said a lot. Um, I really like Breaking Bad. I also think it's overrated. Mm. I'm still super excited for this, though. Pinkman, I loved... Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman, and I'm really glad this is coming out because I felt like that show gave me no closure whatsoever with this character. So here's my uh, daring admission. I've never watched a single episode of Breaking Bad. You should check it out. It's good. I've just never had a desire to watch it. I didn't didn't finish it. Um, I enjoyed what I watched, but I, I, I was not at the age to really enjoy. I didn't really enjoy it at the time. I think if I went back now and probably start over, I'd really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just haven't sat down and really sunk the time in. I know everything that happens, mm-hmm. but see, I don't. There were some parts. Oh. <laughs> see, and you would probably I really have enjoy no it. spoilers. For there were some parts, and I don't really remember where it was. It might have been the middle of season four or the beginning of season five, kind of. And I I dropped off of it because I was getting so bored. Yeah, I thought it really dropped off and just progressing the story forward. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's like, what the heck am I doing? I should finish this. It's considered like the best show of all time. Yeah. And the ending the ending is definitely worth it. Oh. Um, regarding the main character. Uh, right. But yeah, then Pinkman, I didn't get no closure. So I'm really glad I can finish that story. Yeah. Was there any more trailers? I only had those three. Those are the ones that I had as well. All right. There was a teaser thing. For what? State of Play tomorrow. Oh, at for... WB Montreal. <laughs> and Naughty Dog. So yeah, mm-hmm. Naughty got Dog has been mm-hmm. teasing, so teasing up some Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. You excited? You nervous? Yeah, yeah, I'm nervous. Say, <laughs> <laughs> are you nervous? I don't know if I should watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it and I'll tell you if you should watch it. No, just because, like, kind of what you did for Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Like, Red Dead's your favorite game. The Last of Us is my favorite game. Yeah. I love that game. It blew my mind. So why not just go in as dark as possible? I watched the gameplay from E3, like, 12 years ago or whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah, but then also W Montreal with a new Batman game. I'm really jacked for State of Play. Dude, are we going to have to... Sorry, I thought I was bleeding. Um, Don't be bleeding. No, I'm not. I thought, like, when I watched the... Do you bleed? They're definitely making a Court of Owls game. Um, but if we have to fight Batman, I'm going to, like, cower in my living room <laughs> while I play it. Yeah. That's a scary thought. I think it'd be really cool, and like, if Batman really is barely in it. Like, what if it's a completely different game, and you, like, get to create your Talon character? You know what I bet it is? I bet you're Bruce I bet you're, I infiltrating bet, the Court of Owls. I bet you're Dick. Or, yeah, or Dick. Mm. Infiltrating Corvallis. I bet it's kind of a Agent 37 mm-hmm. spiral Agents kind of spiral of story. story. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yep. And then you uncover his yep. family history. And it's, yeah. yeah. I, actually, you're probably right. Ooh. I'm excited. And then you're going to be meeting up with Bruce kind of throughout the story. Yeah. Plus, that'd be I think that'd be nice because... They have that character had, model. So yeah, they we've had that. four games with, <laughs> with Bruce and his story ended at in night um it did for the most part yeah <laughs> ba- i mean obviously batman never goes away but god i need that batman 
Um, Some other Batman news. Batman yeah. is invading the world of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you so play I, Fortnite, grab those skins. I, I watched Ninja, Ninja <laughs> streaming it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dude, when you use your glider as Batman, he just pulls his wings out, and I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> what does Catwoman do? I don't know. I haven't seen her in any gameplay like, of her. Does the cat parachute? I don't know. Like His glider is like the, the bat wing. Like he just holds onto the bottom of it, but then like he has another thing where he'll like open up his. So, like when you like jump, escape. you can like glide a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's awesome. That's cool. And then there's also like um, batarangs and the grapple gun. <laughs> Obviously, is now Batman themed, and it's it's pretty cool. And Tilted Towers is now Gotham City, and there's like Acme Chemicals, and oh, that's cool. It's it's pretty awesome. See, it is. And I was like, man. But also this, I hate time. Fortnite. Yeah, also it's Fortnite. It's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, it's Fortnite, and I will never forgive it for that. I don't think I've played since our last stream of that, like a year and a half Me ago either. or something. But I there... finally, I finally took it off my hard drive. Yeah, I, I did that. too. Free up some room. Like I didn't need to free up room, but I was like, I hated scrolling through like a hundred games <laughs> just to get to anything. So I was like, I don't play this. I'm never gonna play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also what some... if they come out with Destiny themed Fortnite? He'll play it. I would play that. <laughs> it would be Destiny themed or Apple themed, and he'll play it. <laughs> Running around as Steve Jobs, <laughs> throwing iPads at people. <laughs> No, there Making is... Making breaking announcements. There is... It's a watch! Oh my gosh. <laughs> there is more Batman news, though. Yes. There is. There is. There is some casting stuff. Uh, Jonah Hill is in talks to play a rogue and Matt Reeves the Batman. Who do you guys think he is? That's the obvious go-to. I think, it's, like. I think that's why... I, that's why Professor I don't think Pig, that. dude. I don't think oh, it's you think that so? obvious. That would be awesome. He hasn't... I, obviously, we don't know what's happening mm-hmm. in the movie, which is good. Um, but he hasn't been one of the rumored six villains in the movie. No, but it, well, yeah, that's true. He'll, I mean, honestly, the favorite is Penguin. Like, if I were a betting person, I would bet on Penguin. Who else has been rumored? Uh, Penguin, Catwoman. Maybe be Catwoman. It's 2019. <laughs> um, uh, Two Face, Riddler, uh, Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. And Scarecrow? No, no, no Scarecrow. I, I don't remember. Calendar Man. But it's it's like the villain cast from The Long Halloween. Okay. Well, I mean, I think he'd probably do... If he's including Dark Victory stuff, then I guess he'd be more... I think Professor Pig was in that. I just want him to be in it just because I think Professor Pig is a cool villain to take down on like a street level. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's not, like, doing any crazy stuff. He's just a no, he's douche who murders stuff. people. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but it's not, like, crazy. extraordinary. Like, mm-hmm. he's just a murderer who cuts people up. Mm-hmm. And he wears a mask while he does it. Like, yeah, he's a psycho. It'd be, I just think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But I definitely think he's the penguin. Uh, I'm with you. That's... Jonah Hill's a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he plays. I'm glad he's in the movie. Yeah. I'm with you on that. That wasn't the only... No, there's another one. one. Do you what want that one or you no, want me to do you, it? No, you got it. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, and this was kind of sad, but is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. I'm not sad at all. I think this is great. I just kind of wanted to see more of J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. as Gordon. Um, I'm not upset about the choice. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I just 
I really wanted J.K. Simmons to have another crack at it just because he got such an unfair shake in Justice mm-hmm. League. Mm-hmm. But I think this dude will crush it either way. I am a big fan for multiple reasons. First one being Jeffrey Wright is a great actor. Yep. Second one being this is just kind of confirmation to lots of people out there that this is not connected to mm-hmm. anything Snyder-related right. and that we're moving on. Yep. Get that, people? We're moving on. The third <laughs> being... I kind of took this as a confirmation that Zoe Kravitz is going to be Barbara Gordon. Oh. She's, she's been a rumor for a while. For a while. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's that's me reading reading from behind the page. He's, he's yeah. reading. He's got his foil hat on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. To all, all sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm fine mm-hmm. with all of those choices. That's exciting, though. Yep. Oh, man, I'm so excited for another Batman movie. <laughs> but... Me too. Um, does anybody more thoughts on that? Okay. Um, we, I don't think any of us watched it, but the Emmys were last night. I watched about 14 seconds. I followed it on Instagram. I watched the, I just the D&D, uh, acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the tweets about making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, the my, uh, mm, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I retweeted yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, yeah, you. They you talk like up. they write. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the two big winners, winning ser- the three winning series being drama, Game of Thrones, uh, comedy was Fleabag, and mm-hmm. then limited series was Chernobyl. Shout out to Chernobyl. Yeah, God, it's a good. I know you're series. a huge fan of that. I need HBO Max to come out so I can watch it. <laughs> Um, but I think everybody can kind of agree that one of the biggest things to come out of last night was the fact that Game of Thrones won for purely only being the final season. Yeah, it was it Thrones. was a, in retrospect like That's so stupid for all other six seasons basically. Mm-hmm. That's go. kind of the like. That's why I worry about like if they nominate. Robert Downey Jr. for an Oscar. It's like right. you're basing it on twenty movies or whatever. You're not I guess. just basing, you're not it, basing on it on one one small piece of yeah. the of the pie. Like you're basing it on five hundred pies. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. It happens <laughs> occasionally. I mean, you, you'll you'll hear. I mean, like Leo and uh, The Revenant, right? Like that was kind of like considered a career win for him because yeah. he had been nominated a number of times never won so and it was a and, weak year it, i mean it was <laughs> to be fair it, it, i think his performance did actually merit a nomination absolutely um i love that movie so no it's it, but it is interesting <laughs> to see things like was you know game of thrones winning best drama series even peter dinklage getting best supporting actor for, I was good with that one. For, I, I think Dinklage was the best. He was maybe the best part, part of season seven. I don't eight or eight, but I don't think he was nearly as good as, as previous years. Yeah. So again, I feel like that was more of a in retrospect. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got something. I I wish he would have won for seasons. I don't know, five or six, maybe eight mm-hmm. or seven, even like. So much of this season was just rushed that yeah yeah were you a little disappointed that amy adams didn't i was a little disappointed that she didn't win for uh sharp objects Mm -hmm. um i have not seen 
Fosse Verdon? Yeah. I hadn't even heard of it. <laughs> so maybe I'll what need to show? check it out now. <laughs> Fosse slash Verdon. I don't know what it's on. Um, Probably a streaming service. Um, but Bill Hader, one for Barry, which is cool. It's another. That's another HBO one that I'll, I'll always vouch for. Mm-hmm. Barry is great. Bill Hader is fantastic. If you haven't seen it yet, it chapter two, I should say. Like, there's a a movie where he proves he's not just the comedic. Yeah. SNL. He's not just a stand-up guy. Right, he's not just a stand-up comedian. Well, I mean, he is he a is a, He guy. is actually a stand-up <laughs> comedian in that movie, too. But yeah. He has, he he has some acting chops. Yeah. So. Um, I was cool to see Tony Shalhoub win, mainly because I was a fan of Monk. Yes. Again, again, I haven't seen his performance yeah, in this, I need, but... I need to watch... A career win, that. maybe? I guess one that I'm slightly more okay with. <laughs> I need to watch Mrs. Maisel, and I need to watch Fleabag. Yeah. I think I'm moving those to the top of my list, because I've never heard anything bad about any or either thing about The thing about the Emmys, and it does give you like a reprioritization of for like the end of the watch. year. Yeah. Kind of like you know the Oscars do with movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like their dates, though. They have... I don't know. It's a weird... It's they have like, a weird window of time that uh, makes them like eligible or whatever. June to yeah. May. Like, what got in? I mean, Haunting of Hill House was my favorite show. Could have been in this discussion. Nothing. Nothing. Like, yeah, I if you're in the sad. wrong window of time, you're you're not going to yeah. get a nomination. That's right. true. It is weird. Yeah. But that being said, uh, these awards are meaningless. So, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> it's who always cares? nice to be validated, but it doesn't matter. the big news everybody was waiting for this week i think is uh jared padalecki of supernatural (laughs) will star in a reboot of wait for it wait for it walker texas ranger oh yes i'm so here for this 100 (laughs) on rotten tomatoes it's gonna get all the emmys comedy and drama. It's going to be nominated for Comedy both. doesn't count if you're making fun of it. <laughs> it's not going to try to be funny. It's just accidentally going to be funny. Maybe it will be kind of be like a thing when a movie comes out, like uh, The Room, where they're like, it's a drama, and then it comes out and everybody makes fun. He's like, it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Go back in and ADR some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This is dumb. Yeah, it's I'm not a fan of Supernatural, so I can't comment on if I'm... I mean, I'm not really excited about it just because I didn't... Yeah, I just don't care, I guess. Yep. Whatever. Prove me wrong. Make me care. You know what is a comedy? This Redskins defense. <laughs> oh, no. Gosh. No. How does nobody get hands on a receiver running right across the middle of the field? So Uh-oh. stupid. Well, uh, is there any other news? I don't have anything I, I have else. one left. And I think it's the coolest news of the weekend. Or until today, obviously. (laughs) Um, So the big CW crossover, December and January this year. Um, Pretty cool announcement. Tom Welling and Erica Durant are going to reprise their roles in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Tom Welling played Clark Kent. Erica Durant played Lois Lane. Um, This is, Dana will never admit it, but Smallville is definitely Dana's favorite show. And she like she admit that there's nothing. I, I nothing don't know. She'll never she'll never there. say it is, but I definitely know it is because she's watched all the way through at least twice. Oh my gosh! 
That's a lot. But um, she almost cried when Tom Welling was announced. She was so excited. <laughs> She's so excited about it. I think that's awesome. I can't wait to, to see how they bring him back in an interesting way. <laughs> what on earth? How did... What? Like, Trubisky acts... It was just like, I I got to throw this soft because, yeah, he's wide open. How do I miss this? Sorry. Football. Redskins defense sucks. I thought that was going to be their strong suit. But, yeah, I think that news is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I... I feel like I need to catch up to watch it, but at the same time, like the crossovers are pretty self-contained, and I feel like I'll be fine. Watched last year's crossover and I, the crossover before that without watching any of the shows. I watched I last year's crossover, and I didn't watch the one before it. Yep. The Earth X one? Yeah, that I was didn't good. Watch that one. That's what I've heard. I think it was better than whatever the one was last year. Last year's was good, but it had some really like weird... The Batwoman stuff was all just not good. <laughs> but I'm wondering what else they've got under their belt to add. Like, obviously, like, Brandon Routh is in Legends, so he's already kind of a part of it. Mm -hmm. So he might have been an easy get. But, like, are they going to try and grab other people from the Donner Reeve stuff? Like, could they go into some really obscure, older DC movies to bring in people to reprise roles? those less obvious, like, the older stuff will be cool Easter eggs. Yeah. Versus, like, these, you know... Big. big announcements mm-hmm. that they're doing now. They'll they'll keep those hush hush until the thing actually comes out, and you'll be like, <gasps> "Yeah, I know that." Yeah, I, know I think that reference. I'm really excited to see Welling, Routh, and whatever the Hawkland, Hawk, Hawkland, all standing next to each other, and there's different Superman outfits. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know the one thing I think that is not really going to be talked about until it happens but it would not shock me one bit if some of the titans characters make some Mm. sort of appearance because it's berlanti Mm. and he has a hand in titans bring in and they film in the same place like it would not shock me because they're filming right now for titans like there are people there filming it would not shock me one bit i would actually i think prefer a doom patrol character that'd be awesome because they just go to the weirdest places they can do anything in that show mm-hmm. because mainly because it was if Mr. Nobody could control the universe pretty much. So they're going into different dimensions and into snow globes and whatnot. But <laughs> dude, the snow globe stuff is so awesome. <laughs> dude, though. I love that show. But like the Titans is really grounded. Yeah, that's true. So all of a sudden bringing weird. in characters from, from a different dimension and we're in a timeline. Then you go back like... And then do you reference that? Do you talk like, oh, like I just helped all these other superheroes yeah. in the timeline? Like, I think the biggest, like the only way they would do it would probably be, do you remember in like season, I think season two of The Flash when he's running through the time stream mm-hmm. and we saw Supergirl for the first time? Oh, yeah. I could see them doing something like that. Oh, okay. Like they just have a little clip from the Titans. Right. Like or like sequence. it's a news sequence mm-hmm. like on a TV, like man turned animal does something you know what i mean like i think there could be like more allusions to it um tell you what i want i want them to bring in the young justice to the crisis but i still want them to be like they go to an animated world i want that i want it roger rabbit style they come in (laughs) as their animated character and just like what the heck is going on why do y'all look so weird (laughs) let it be uh bart or wally trophy Yes, and then in the show they have this like actually this yeah. real thing. He steal. Let, let's let him steal Oliver's bow. Like yes, like his 
compound bow, not the original bow. That would be awesome. That'd be really. That'd be so weird. <laughs> we uh, we're getting we wishful thinking here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's discuss Rambo. Rambo. Did you watch Rambo? No, I did not watch Rambo. Good for you. <laughs> oh, this this uh, this is a movie. It was it was a Rambo movie. It was yeah, it was a Rambo movie. In title. Yep. It's in a character. It's a Liam Neeson movie it that was, we've seen five times. It was any old guy revenge movie. That's true. <laughs> um. It was interesting, and it was poorly made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my poorly acted, poorly written. Poorly directed. Um, I think the only... I didn't think Stallone was bad. No, I thought he was the only hope that it yeah. had. I didn't think he was great or good like he is no. when he reprised Rocky in the Creed movies. No. But he was at least somewhat holding this thing together. There was two actors I thought that weren't, weren't terrible. Mm. And it was him and the brother who... Dies. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, that's the I one mean, with, people die the one in a Rambo the movie. Straggle, yeah. the, the more crazy one. Yeah. I thought he was actually mm-hmm. not bad too. But he also knew what he was like, what kind of movie he was yeah. in. Like, I thought he did a good job. Um, yeah. Pretty much agree with everything you say. I felt like this movie ended on a really strong sequence. Dude, the end of this movie is awesome. <laughs> So like, watch it on YouTube in two months. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be there. The problem with this movie, I think, is they made this movie based on that scene. Mm-hmm. They needed a reason. This to really get there. long scene. They needed a reason to get there. Yeah. Um, and then for everything else, they're just like, "This works. This works." Yeah. Let's put the plot from Taken in. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess. That works. It could work. The problem is the writing and the direction and everything is so bland to mediocre at best that it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that being said, I did actually have some a lot of fun during this movie. Yeah, I did too. Um, through the badness and the awesome action scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think. The end of the movie, like, the action is, like, what you hope to see from a Rambo movie. Like, I I felt like it really captured, like, this is, the last sequence is, like, why you go to see this movie. Yeah. Like, like, it's literally it. And everything prior just is not good. Mm. So, but, like, that's why I say watch it on YouTube in two months, because it'll be there. Mm. And it's super worth watching. It's fantastic. And it looks, it looks good. Yeah. some of the CG work it they looks do good. looks good. It was tense. It was entertaining. It's full Rambo. Like it, it's in line, especially with like Rambo Four. <laughs> like holy goodness. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's kind of a a slog through. Mm-hmm. Um, my other pro that I I put it on Twitter. I forgot to write it down. Was um, this movie's an hour and twenty minutes? Yeah, it's short. When you if you would skip the credits. It's so short, dude. It honestly though, like it's short, but it feels long to me. I did not think it felt long. I thought the everything prior to the last scene felt drawn out, like I, way too drawn out. Someone walked in 
with like a 60 page spec script and they were like <laughs> how can we make this a feature you know who that somebody was his name is sylvester he walked in he's like i want to be rambo <laughs> You know what I think it was? I'm doing it. I think somebody just wrote a script. Who's the writer? And then they were like, this could be a Rambo movie. Let's see if Stallone wants to do this. Stallone's one of the writers on it. Oh, he is? Mm -hmm. Poor guy. (laughs) They should have paid to have his name taken off of that. I think the author of the original book wants his name off of it. Did you see his tweet? Mm -mm. The original author of the book Rambo. He's like, I'm embarrassed to have my name. <laughs> and you know what? I would agree with him if it were me. I wouldn't because I'd be making money from it. Oh, well, yeah. All $12. <laughs> He's probably not making weekend. much. Another touchdown for the Bears, the Where team the that heck? hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Where awesome. in the world do I see Ryder? <sighs> um, do we? What, what are we rating this one, Luke? I, I give it a straight to streaming. Mainly because there's the Rambo diehards and the 80 action, 80s action diehards out there that if they haven't seen it yet, I think they'll really enjoy it. Um, that And also, like, if this would have been on Netflix or something, I definitely would have watched, watched this. And I think it's kind of caliber to the Netflix original yeah. movie level. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was hoping to make you think I was going to give it a dumpster fire. I wouldn't. I'd give it a straight to streaming because it's a Rambo movie. Mm. Almost the same reason you think so, but even like taking the Rambo name off of it, it would it would fit as a Netflix. It reminds movie. me a lot of The Predator, where that movie. First of all, The Predator is way worse than this movie. Um, <laughs> but there's like Tyler doesn't seem to. Agree. I don't agree, but <laughs> I th- I thought The Predator was borderline awful except for the the predator escape scene which I just almost redeemed it totally for me i thought it was more entertaining like this i thought rambo tried to be so rambo tried to have an emotional beat that just didn't stick to me like i get it i just like i wasn't like i wasn't engaged and i think it's because the girl was such a bad actress that i was just like okay cool we don't need this. Like, just let me have Rambo killing people and I'm good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a reason. Just let him be pissed that he can't kill people anymore. Yeah. So he just starts killing people. But like, at least like at least in the Predator, it was entertaining to me. I, I think I'm the opposite. With that, I thought they were trying a little harder with this. It's just that the swings were big whiffs. Whereas in the Predator, they're like, oh, this is good enough. We'll consider autism a blessing. Like, autism isn't a struggle for people in the real world. We should want people to have it. Like, no. Um, okay. Right. And that's super dumb. I agree with that. But everything around that was, in my opinion, more entertaining. Minus also, the end scene. Also, this one's shorter. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, Predator's like, two hours, right? Yeah, it's too yeah. long. It just kept going. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. So there's, and that's okay. Also, okay. I hate Quick, you now. There's, there's three credited writers. Sylvester Stallone has a credit for story and screenplay. Yikes! This other screen, I didn't look at the other screenplay guy, but the other story by credit has written four things in the last twenty years. The so, Predator? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> 
Um, another um, sequence I actually really liked in this movie was the part where he's down in Mexico and he just gets the snot beat out of him. Yeah, that was good. I thought that it just seemed different because this dude is 75. He's not going to be able to just fight him off. Yeah. Like he tackles the one dude, but then he, he just gets beat up. And I and I honestly thought they were going to make him like somehow I thought they were going to I thought they were going to turn him into Jason Bourne when they're walking through all the hallways and alleyways. How much did <laughs> this feel like Logan? Like not, not at all. Not in not in terms of sorry, let me rephrase no, no, that. No, I think I know what you're asking, but How much did this feel like we watched Logan and we're like, we can do that with Rambo. I don't know. Because at the beginning of Logan, he gets beat up by a group. I mean, he he stopped short of them, letting them beat him up. And there's a really awesome, I'm going to stab you through the face. But like, clearly if it wasn't for his superpowers, he would have gotten mm-hmm. beat up. And then it kind of goes to be a last hurrah. I'd say it's very different because okay. he doesn't know what he's actually getting himself into. Oh. He's just, he. his thing is he's like, I'm Rambo. I can do anything kind of he has like that invincibility mindset yeah and then he gets down there and he's like nah maybe not (laughs) he 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 gets more than he can really handle but like he he barely makes it yeah all right yeah but yeah i'd give it a i'd give it a straight to streaming i would agree oh my gosh they got a bench keenum man (laughs) he's down like you're super down they were standing on your back dummy stop running are we ready to move on to Ad Astra then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This this one we all went and saw it together. Yeah. This I like it. Fun. I like it when we go and see the movies together. I do too. Oh, really quick, Rambo. Sure. One of the worst theater experiences I've ever had. Oh no. The family behind us brought like four or five year olds with them. <laughs> I don't know why. People will get their heads blown there, off with shotguns. Ironically, there was a lot of kids in our theater in general. Like, not just behind what? us. Yeah. Here's, oh, yeah. here's the thing. If, if there was a kid in front of us, too. Yeah. And there was it's, a couple more down farther. But it's yep. rated R, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard. For, for good reason. Um, here, here's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my soapbox for a bit. Please do. If you can't get or afford a babysitter to go see a movie that your kids can't or shouldn't see... Don't go to the movies with them. Yeah. The kids shouldn't be there. And also, the kids had their their feet up on the chairs. They're kicking the chairs all like back and forth almost the whole movie. They're talking. They're going, oh, who's that character? Where are they going? Who's that? What's that? Is that a gun? Is this part going to be scary? If you have to ask that question, is this going to be scary? It's too scary for the kid. <laughs> no, why? It's because they're scared. That's why they're asking that. And the dad was like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, if you're paying for a child, like I get that children's discount tickets are discounted, but like, if you're paying for five children's tickets, you can you can like put that money plus a couple extra dollars towards a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, it was I. I was getting so frustrated. I would have. I, I wouldn't have talked to them maybe, but I would have there gone to the manager and been like, hey, because. I mean, I can guarantee you the theater wasn't sold out. Just been like, to a move seats or b be like, hey, I'm just having a really crappy experience. I'd like my money back. There was a one point where I was getting ready to ask Tyler if he wanted to move a couple rows forward, but thankfully 
the movie was almost over. <laughs> and did you hear it, the lady next to us, dude? She was loving it. She's like, "Oh yeah!" Oh, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> but um, yeah, and it got to the crazy action sequence at the end, and you can't hear the kids yeah. when all the guns and explosions yeah, yeah. are going off, and the music is playing. <laughs> yeah, they're all like. They're like, oh my gosh, that dude just got shot 80 times and his head isn't there anymore. Dad's like, yeah! (laughs) Or a dude got a sword shoved through his face, pretty much. The equivalent of a sword made out of cast iron. Oh, so in the marketing, I know this. we were supposed to move on to Ad Astro. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. So in the marketing, they make a big deal about his bow. Of course he uses his bow. Like, is it like... It's not a Rambo movie if he doesn't use the bow. one shot, though? He shoots four shots. He shoots eight shots. Oh, yeah, he does shoot eight shots, you're right. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) The same four shots. Oh, no. (laughs) And then he does something very extreme. Yeah. Like, he uses a metaphor. Can we just do it? Can we say it? Yeah. Um, Put up a spoiler tag. Spoiler tag. Um, First Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you just end our show? No. What did you do? Oh my gosh. Almost. I almost ended the show, but I didn't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Brett, you're losing it. I we know. can do this, guys. Um, I guess a couple really quick spoilers. Um, when the his surrogate daughter dies, felt nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't either. <laughs> when. And then. Jeez, he kills the, the. Like one of the main villains Mm -hmm. the older brother at the end and he tells the guy i'm gonna cut open your chest and rip out your arts heart so you know what that's like so you're like oh that's a metaphor right nope Nope. he stabs his giant knife in him he cuts down his chest rips out his heart and then the dude dies yeah and i was just like yep this is a rambo movie (laughs) well he kills his brother by cutting his head off and like staging his body in a bed Rambo's a mean man. Yeah, he's he's crazy. It's a lot different than the first one, where he's a vet misunderstood <laughs> and a drifter. All right, let's uh, let's drop that spoiler and yep, let's move I'm on done. to Ad Astra. And now we're on to Ad Astra. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I'm scared. Uh, uh, uh. Um. Yeah. So this is again. We went all went and saw this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on IMAX. Love IMAX. What were you guys' thoughts? I, mean, I guess maybe I'll start since I haven't talked much. <laughs> I'm also probably the one who has the, the the most negative view of this movie. Not that it, I think it's awful. Um, you know, this this one really just... Kind of the long and short of it is that I just don't think it lived up to the potential that it had. And I know that's kind of... It feels really crappy to say because part of that's my expectations... Um, but part of that for me with the story that it was trying to tell I don't think it I think it gave us some really beautiful visuals but didn't sell me on the themes or the whatever interesting it has to say I'm trying to stay spoiler free Mm -hmm. it has some very interesting things to say that aren't typically what you associate with science fiction um, which I like. I think that's really cool. I just don't think it does it very well. So, I, as my impression, I literally wrote down an interesting look at a hypothetical near future of space explore, exploration. I really liked it a lot. 
There's my hot take. I guess my impression would be I'm in the same boat, but I wanted to write something that wasn't, I like this movie. Like, I wanted to write something that sure. I thought the movie did well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't think of anything creative. <laughs> um, some of my pros, and I, I'll I'll be spoiler-free, um, I put space. All of the space stuff I thought looked really cool. Like, it's visually stunning, mm-hmm. you, like you mentioned. Um, it's it's just nice to look at, and it was worth seeing in IMAX just for that reason alone. And it was nice to not be stuck in the same three planets. <laughs> Uh, We're going to Mars. Um, I thought, and this is not necessarily only for Ad Astra, but like Brad Pitt played a subdued character, Mm -hmm. which seems to be every astronaut ever now in every movie ever. Um, But I thought Brad Pitt did a good job of it. I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's Mm -hmm. a pro, but it's also kind of a con Mm -hmm. is it's becoming now every movie with an astronaut seems to have that same character. Yeah, it, I hope we can get away from that at some point. Yeah, it serves it serves the story. No audio, right? Because they what? My mom texted me and said there's no audio. I don't know if she's just at the part at where the part where dropped. the audio caught out. We should be good now. <laughs> so if you didn't hear that, <laughs> uh, Luke liked that Astra. I like that Astra. Brett is lukewarm about it. Lukewarm. Um, and we were talking about pros. Well, we were talking about. Well, I, I th- I'm gonna. I want to talk about what you had mentioned about the subdued astronaut character. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right in that it is. It is typically over. It's overused, and I don't know if it's always used as well as it is here, in terms of the the need needing it for the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um. The narrative of this movie really does require that main character to be able to emote without doing a lot. And I think Brad Pitt does do that fairly well. Where I think it struggles is that it it, it overcompensates by adding a ton of this voice-in-the-head VO narration. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I would agree with Tyler in that I think it, you know, that... Hopefully, we can get into some more interesting uh, astronaut characters in future movies. Not, not future at astro movies or sequels, right? Or whatever, right just right. in space movies mm-hmm. in general. That, that character trope <laughs> doesn't become so much of a cliche. And yeah, it stays more of a like and minor know, character trope. Right, and you know, like it's not a huge deal because I mean, I don't know any astronauts personally, and maybe that is the kind of person <laughs> they are. Like mm-hmm. they have to be, and that's fine. But you bring up a good point. Like, I guess it's a mild spoiler, but at the beginning they talk about his heart rate never going up. Yeah. And like it sets you up like you're going to be like, oh, man, something crazy is going to happen and his heart rate's never going to change. or You know what I mean? And like you get that once, but then you never really do it again. And yeah. you're just like, oh, okay, I guess. Like it was a cool premise. It sets up like one of my cons is they set up a lot of really cool things and they just never quite deliver on them. Yep. I think I kind of disagree on that. Interesting. I think they did provide a lot of a lot of opportunity to show places where his heart heart rate would rise. It's not always just falling from a space antenna, right? Like it's it's in the it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. (laughs) It's moments um, like where he has. I can't remember what's in the trailer. Like 
where he has to take over in some situations because mm-hmm. somebody else can't perform or moments more in the end where heart rate is definitely more flu- there's more fluctuation in what's going on but then also some small moments like when he's actually sending the message to his dad mm-hmm. and like he, he he goes off of the script thing and he's like dad well, i right. want to see you again and that's like yeah it's not falling from a space antenna or something like that but it does show that those things are still a part of the story and it gets more fluctuation and gets worse throughout the movie so i just uh, i think the only i scene... don't think i visual i i don't think i interpreted it i did interpret that i don't think i felt the film delivered it they didn't sell me on it that yeah. his heart rate had gone up right that's that's kind of what i'm saying like geez did he catch that okay and not that like you need to always show the like the heart rate monitor right, right? but you can like there is a moment near the end where there's a very clearly he's going through something emotional and he's emoting about it mm-hmm. right like show me that that's good enough i think it's and I think, I he think does it's it, super he does, gradual. He does it well in the in the sending the message scene, mm-hmm. and the the moon stuff, the stuff that's happening on the surface of the moon. I think is early enough in the movie that you, you it know, doesn't you, affect it him doesn't as much. really affect mm-hmm. him as much. I just from from when he launches off of Mars till the climax of the movie, I just don't feel like they sold me on his arc. But. Okay. I just felt like I'm kind of in between you two because like the scene with the message they they tell you hey your heart rate's kind of high. But like I didn't I didn't feel it, sure. I guess is more what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like they set it up and I was like, "Oh, cool, you know, we're going to run into some cool stuff like that." But that's the only time like they're and I didn't want it to be action-based. I wanted it to be emotional, which mm-hmm. they they do, but they tell me it. Yeah, they don't. Show like me I didn't. That emotion. Like yeah, and I didn't feel like Brad. Like he didn't. He showed me a guy who's trying to keep it together, but I didn't gather that his heart rate would be fluctuating like crazy or anything. I just gathered he's like oh, I'm kind of emotional about this. Here's where here's so I, I don't know if that makes sense, but his performance is better than Tom Cruise in Oblivion. I have not seen that movie. But not as good as Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. Oh no! <laughs> you know I. Uh... Those are all three very high caliber actors. <laughs> yes. In space movies. In space movies. And obviously Matthew McConaughey's character is just way more emotional to begin with. And I think it helps that Matthew but... McConaughey's character has a Chris Christopher Nolan direction and script yes absolutely absolutely one of my one of my big cons on here is the script Mm. is that like there's not a ton of dialogue the dialogue that's there isn't awful but most of it is the brad pitt narration stuff the brad pitt narration stuff is so boring because so much of it is just you looking at his face Mm -hmm. his lips not moving and you hear his voice and i can't tell you I can tell you based on what I know of movies what he's thinking at the time, but I can't tell you what he's, like, there's no memorable lines in this movie. I don't know. I I didn't never, I never got that 
emotional arc from him, even in the final scene of this movie when he's doing more voiceover. Oh, no, it's not all voiceover there. There he's actually talking to the computer. (laughs) (laughs) I thought those scenes were cool. I really like those. The, like, the psychological psychological evaluations. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm ranking on this movie, but I actually liked it a lot. I really did like it a lot. The emotional, all the emotional beats, they really did work for me. I thought, I won't say they were done extremely well or anything, but they worked for me. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind the narration. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the narration I would, was however, a huge be really me. interested in seeing a version of this that doesn't have that. Mm. Um, I That'd don't be know. cool. I don't that know. would be interesting. I just the problem because like be I, quiet. I think of Blade Runner, yeah. the original theatrical Blade Runner, horrible because of the narration. Yeah. The problem, the difference though, is that one is here's a narration about this scene about what's going on over a conversation with dialogue. Which has the plot in it. Right. They just, they didn't trust Ridley Scott's version of the movie and they're like, voice over it. Whereas this one, it is Brad Pitt kind of telling you, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm alone in space and there's nothing I can do and I miss my daddy. And I think you could, but, and that's what, like, you should be able to communicate that without having to tell me. Yeah. Right? You can use the visual language of cinema to show me how he's isolated, Mm -hmm. to show me how he distances himself from others because of how his father distanced himself from him. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and, and, and they do some really cool stuff where they go from like these wide establishing shots, beautiful shots in space to very confined shots inside of the spacecraft, the spacecrafts to help you get into that mindset of like, I'm alone in this tiny rocket ship. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it grounds you a little more in the reality of it versus mm-hmm. the kind of the epic sci-fi that someone like Nolan likes to do. Yeah. Um, but, no, I just, yeah. I I don't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's an all right, all right, all right for me. Um, there's just the things that, may, that could have made it special just didn't deliver for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. The emotional beat throughout, like the big emotional beat in the movie, lands for me, like crazy good. Like I, I was like, yeah, that's relatable. <laughs> I won't expand on that, but it it really did. Um, it's a fanboy worthy for me. I really enjoyed it. I know it sounds like I've been crapping on it, but um, for every bad thing, I have two good things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fanboy worthy for me too. Um, it kind of reminded me of more, more usual kind of older style sci-fi where it's this is a slow burn it is a little more slow movie old school sci-fi you gotta be you kind of gotta be ready for it (laughs) slow burn um (laughs) but like movies like like 2001 Mm -hmm. you really need to watch that with you it's it's not 2001 (laughs) it's not that but how it's just like yep we're gonna take our time with this here we go yep still going yep we're still going like some really long scenes um and it doesn't like like i also i was really like hyped for sci-fi after i watched this so friday night i watched interstellar nice because it's one of my favorite movies of all time i got home and i i turned on no man's sky yeah and i went and flew around like interstellar that's that movie has pace Mm -hmm. um man that movie's so good but um (laughs) 
Um, it's it's not that at all. It's it's more 2001 where it, it takes its sweet time. And if you would take out the narration, it would probably have the same amount of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, I put my two cons were not much to it, slow burn. Yeah. Because the slow burn would be better if there was more going on, I think. But it, it, it's kind of sparse. One of the, one of the really happen. interesting things for me is when you some of their cinematography choices near the beginning of the movie and near the beginning at the beginning of the movie <laughs> when the space elevator collapses and he's free fall or it doesn't collapse completely he gets blown off of it mm-hmm. and he's he's falling they they threw in some like gopro on the chest camera kind of footage and they go back to it a couple times where it's like it's kind of that first person point of view shot Mm -hmm. and rather and i know why they did it but it was just another one of those things that i don't think it was done quite well enough and it actually took me out of Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i was in his head i felt like oh god why am i experiencing this hardcore henry moment (laughs) (laughs) i still haven't watched that i'm not gonna watch that Um, i think i'd get sick yeah don't um, but then I also wanted to com- uh, compliment it on the score. I thought the use of audi- audio was really well. Quick con about the score. Oh, yeah. It's not on Apple Music. Oh. <laughs> what was it doing? <laughs> yeah, it was... It's good, it's good love, sci-fi. Love those sci-fi atmospheric yep. scores. Yep. Just makes you go, oh. <laughs> and then I'll also... Especially when you're just flying by Since Jupiter. I've been the one who's... Uh, uh, being mean to it i'll also say another nice thing which is is at the the three action scenes that it has are really like, good really good they're really kind good of... it surprises me that they didn't have more yeah i'm like i would have seen that cut and been like we need we more need to delay that. this we need to delay this movie and get some more action like, in here because <laughs> he knows how to do it it's done really well the moon sequence which is in the trailer so i'll talk about that the moon one. sequence is done very well it's really good Good camera angles. They do a first-person shot. I, I wouldn't do it, but I, you know, it's it's so fast that it's just another shot in the mm. in the cut. Um, uh, should we do a spoilers for a bit? Because there is some things we can. Yeah, let's throw up some spo- a spoiler tag. I'll try and not accidentally end the stream this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Spoilers for Ad Astra. So yeah. Um, um, the other action scene, since we're talking action yeah. scenes, which is really good, is the derelict space station. The monkeys? With the monkeys. <laughs> that was insane. That was really, really well done. Um, I loved that. I, it it just, was, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of Dead Space. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, man, I really want to go home and play Dead Space now. It's, and what, like, you're watching it, and you see the dude floating there, just, like, kind of shaking, you're like... What the heck is wrong with him? Yeah. Baboon face. We're like, <laughs> oh, no. I guarantee you nobody guessed that. Like, no. I bet there's a baboon on the other side of that space, man. <laughs> space I didn't man. know about monkey. I knew there was a creature. Yeah, there yeah, was something. Like they say, this is an animal research right, transport So you're like, thing. what is eating him? Like, <laughs> it's a big monkey. Like, and, it's not, and it's cool that, again, one of the one of the really neat things about this movie is that it, it's very grounded in reality. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel super... This might super... be one of the most grounded sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Agreed. 
I was half expecting some sort of like weird mutant yeah. thing. No, this is just a baboon, and it is scary. That's because what... baboons in real life are scary. Yeah, <laughs> that was one thing we said too. Is like we were glad there was no aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice mm-hmm. because the whole movie they're trying to find intelligent life. That's that weird. It's that subplot that like. It's not his main mission. Right. But it's there lingering the entire time. Yeah, and it keeps being brought up. And it keeps being brought up. And you see, like, the damaged station. You're like, oh, oh gosh, no. were they attacked And then you by go something? into the station, and there's that little thing, and it looks like a coffin. I was like, ooh, either his dad or an alien is in there. Yeah. Here we go. This yep. is it. This is the big reveal. And they do some nice subversion by, by not going that route. In um, fact, I was very, whole, very happy. The whole point of, or not the point, but the whole reason. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is the way he is acting the way he is now is because he's obsessed with the fact that he can't find him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how to comprehend with that. And that's, you know, a mirror of, I think, I think personally, it's a mirror of um, uh, Brad Pitt's character not ever being able to find his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a cool thread there that, like, his dad is is absent. He never had a father, and so he he chose to rely solely on himself. Um, and when he sees what's happened with his with his father, now he can come back and say, "Okay, no, I need to, I can't, you know, I have to be with the people who matter." Mm-hmm. So, kind of going back to where you guys were talking about his emotions changing throughout the film. Yeah, I feel like the big shift in the movie is when he sneaks on to the Mars rocket and everybody ends up dying because he just found out that his dad murdered everybody on that station Mm -hmm. and through that moment then he's starting to realize I'm exactly like my father was right I've he he abandoned me he, he never loved me and all this stuff and he ended up killing all these people for his work. And then here I am. I'm all alone. I left my wife, girlfriend or whatever. I can't remember if they were married. They were. Um, to, to do this job. And now for the mission, all these people end up dying. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up meeting his dad. And his dad's like, F you. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think that's that's the big shift in the emotion, heartbeat kind of psychological part of it. Mm-hmm. He's like... I'm just this. I'm just my dad, and that's that's not good. And I think he really starts to struggle with that. Well, that's yeah. when he starts having all the issues too mm-hmm. in the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're right in saying that. Like he he starts to struggle, obviously, with being isolated because he's having to deal with all those emotions where there's no one to help him get through it. Yeah. And yeah, I I think you nailed it. No, I think on I think on paper <clears throat> it works. I think just through either editing or performance or the writing, I just didn't feel that mm-hmm. that transformation as much. You know, if after, um, and, and again, part of it, the challenge of this is because of who his character is as this e- like very even keel, almost emotionless person, like after he kills his the, the crew, if he, if he had a, you know, if that broke him in some way, Seeing his father, if that broke him even more, um, then I think I, it would have been a little more believable to me uh, to see that change. If by the final 
soliloquy of the movie where he's, you know... Reuniting with Liv Tyler? or I mean, or talking leaving. about reuniting with Liv Tyler, right? Like she showed up your first job? <laughs> if, if, if I can feel that, like, that tremor in his voice, like, he's getting emotional about it. The, I, the... The interesting thing is I'm not completely convinced it's not about... The movie's not trying to say emotion is... Or not having that emotion is bad because I don't think it's communicated clearly. I just think it's saying connection is good. Yes. And so... Because he's soup. He's like... But I think the emotion ha- part is for his job, but then like the connection, like not being connected to anybody is probably a bigger part of it because it doesn't give you those emotions when you right. don't have the connection. So if he's if if the if he, his goal or his turn then is that he's going to be connected to people, I I want to see the emotional impact of that. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe just me being picky. I don't know. And me not. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's fine. <laughs> but I don't really know how much we there's so much we could talk about this movie, I feel like. Like, I, feel like I just want to reiterate hours. how pretty it is when we finally get to Neptune. Oh my gosh! It was nice seeing Neptune. Yeah, Neptune You've is never like seen Neptune. The, the black sheep of the of the solar of system. the solar system. You never see it. Yeah, but like just like um, probably because it's a gas planet, you can't land on it. Yeah, we should go. To it's not as pre- it's not as pretty to fly by as Jupiter. <laughs> Saturn. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> when they're flying by those planets, just every time a planet would pop up, it's like, mm. I just loved it. I just loved looking at Saturn. It's so pretty. Yeah. No, but, I, the movie's pretty in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, one part, I feel like it's a pretty big emotional part yeah. that didn't work for me mm-hmm. was when they were heading him. He finds his dad, and he's they're heading back to the ship. Dad's just like. And he tries oh. to fly off, and I was just like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you wanting to like die in your son's arms together because you actually do love him, even though you just told him like to f off? I've never loved you or your mother. I just didn't right. care. I, I was so glad when I left to go find aliens, but now like let's die together. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that was the only. And then he was like, "No, let me die alone." And yeah, it's, it's like, like why are you flying off? Why him? are you giving him that? <laughs> he just told you he never loved you, and you're letting him. You're giving him what he wants. You're giving him what he wants again. Maybe the actually the loving thing to do, and that's part of his character turn. Man, Brad Pitt should have knocked him, knocked him out. No, I would agree that it didn't. I don't, I didn't feel that emotion there. I saw again. I actually or again. I keep saying again. I saw that on his face. That's one of the few moments where I saw that anguish on Brad Pitt's face, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I still didn't feel it, mm-hmm. and that's that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I won- just didn't understand the anguish. Like, you're right. He told you he doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. Two, you haven't seen him since you're maybe four. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, he clearly like they make it clear early on that he just is like, yeah, my dad's dead. Like, he doesn't believe it for a second that he's alive until halfway through the movie. Yeah. So, like, why... I guess why all of a sudden would he completely turn to caring about his dad? Who he also knows is, like, a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... No. I think the big it, the big thing it comes down to is why. Like, why did you never come home? Why did you leave? Why are you still here? Why did you kill the people? 
what the heck's going on? Why are you such a douchebag? Just kind of like that. Like, I, he was looking for answers. Mm-hmm. That he was never going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other quick con is the amount of screen time that Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler, cast. and Donald Sutherland have. Because they are amazing and actors and actresses. Natasha Leone. And Natasha Leone. They that is a great supporting cast and so underused. Very underused. Liv Okay. Again, part of it is, this is based a Brad on the, Pitt the story movie. thing is that he's in isolation. But when you don't see someone not in isolation, you when you don't have somebody to contrast it, it to, with, no, absolutely. then it's not as believable that you're suffering through it. Right. I want to talk about Liv Tyler for a bit. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. First of all, <laughs> don't care about Liv Tyler. I don't think she's especially great. I think she has the easiest career. <laughs> she was like third highest billing in the Lord of the Rings. And she is probably in a total of maybe like 45 minutes of the 12 hours, I feel like. <laughs> Man. She had some a- stuff to do at the end of the first one. That's about it. <laughs> That's living right there. That's like anyway, being she's just a backup like, NFL quarterback. If you've seen the trailer career. with her in it, you've, you've seen, seen her, her performance yeah. in it. <laughs> she does more in the trailer than she does in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think she tra- actually has like dialogue There's in the totally trailer. scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie yeah. that would... With her in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so super weird. underused. So weird. Yeah. Oh, well. Any other thoughts? Well, let's see. Let's look at my notes. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I really did. Reiterating. Well, okay, so here's a question. Uh, Joel Allen, who's a, a listener of ours, was tweeting with me about my review of this movie because he was super bummed because mm-hmm. I was pretty harsh. I mean, pretty harsh. I gave it a all right, all right, all right. Um, what would you say, how would you uh, recommend this? So, like, he's a big fan of just sci-fi in general. See it? Um, I'd give it a chance, but you need to see it on the best possible screen. Mm, I was going to say that's the caveat because the don't movies, go to Hillsboro or don't go to Newton and watch it no, on Chisholm Trail. Yeah, it's a it's an IMAX movie for sure. It's it's one of the most gorgeous movies I've seen this year. And just set your expectations that like story wise. It may not get there for you. It's probably not the richest. Also, unless you're me. Um, That's the best story you've seen this year? <laughs> no. Okay. V- visuals. Oh. Like, the prettiest movie. Sorry, One of the I was talking about movies. the story. No, I was talking about visuals. Okay, okay. But I liked the emotional story more than you also. So that's Right, you that. did, you did. But um, that being said, if you saw the trailers and you see the... TV spots and you're going, wow, that looks really good. They kind of trick you in those because it makes it look like a blockbuster. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Um, they make the movie look super huge when most of it is Brad Pitt. Yeah, also, we're in spoilers super. right now, so. Yep. Yep. So we might, I might have to time code that section out of spoilers. Because we're talking about people who haven't seen it. Yeah. In right. the spoiler section. And the- <laughs> we can be done with spoilers. Yeah. Good call. Just time code that. Too. And then Darth Before Vader then. showed up, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Is Darth Gosh. Vader an alien? So were they considered humans? I think it's interesting 
<laughs> There's a question. This was another one of those movies that on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes is completely split. So is Rambo. I think it goes a lot with... The other with, way, right? I think it goes a lot with what you're saying, though. The trailers kind of project this movie as a blockbuster, as a space action adventure kind of movie. Space epic. And it's not really that. It's a small... It's a small epic. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's a small, big thing. It's got no. the visuals of an epic, mm-hmm. but the story of an indie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. There which, you go. Which is why I love sci-fi. Because <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, it's 80%, 83% fresh, mm-hmm. but audience score is 45. Yeah. Which means it's this year's Last Jedi. <laughs> which means the more I, I read into or I, I like this way. try and analyze this, these kinds of things, I think I think it means that marketing has just done this movie a disservice. Yeah. It's sold something to the audience that it that it's not. And so the audience goes in expecting something and the movie isn't that. Yeah. Um that's not to say someone who had no expectations might walk in and still rate this a forty five. I don't know. But um no, like I'm I think it's interesting that I am falling on typically I fall on the with the critic side. side of things and not the audience. And this this time I've fallen more onto the audience side of things. That's because I liked it and me and you just Yeah, we can't, can't agree. we can't get on the same wavelength ever. Yep. Hey, maybe I'll go and I'll really love Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> oh, if you do, we need to have a discussion. <laughs> you can love the last fifteen minutes. I'm sure I would. Okay. Buy a um, ticket to Rambo Last Blood and just show up an hour late. <laughs> Matinee. Obviously. Save money. Yeah, that's actually... So see that one on the smallest screen possible. Go, the to the one, go to the one where they're not going to have a bunch of screaming five-year-olds. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. my god. And then you can watch... Or you do, and you can watch Luke turn around every two minutes. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, I eyed the dad so... <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> well, let's finish off by we have one fan box question. Let's do it. Unless you guys got a text or something. No. No no text questions. My mom said, "Okay, you are back on." Okay, good. Oh my gosh. Also, when she said we lost the audio, she sent the dancing gif of your kid. Oh. What was so she happy? She's celebrating that, we, that she can't we, hear us. We lost the audio. <laughs> I will admittedly say I would not be upset if anybody felt that way about me tonight. I am obviously very distracted, <laughs> and I may have repeated things. I'm. It's I'm, okay. I'm just impressed you're still watching the game, dude. I'm gonna be honest. This is this is what I mean. You probably not watched a lot of Redskins games, but like, I'm a I'm a diehard dude. I watch to the last second. I will watch this game. At this point, I would have just been. I would have been frustrated enough that it's been like, we're just doing the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. You know? It's fine. I get too distracted by the podcast. <laughs> well, today... Whatever it takes to disagree with Brett, man. This week, we have one question <laughs> from at pronounced Ian. He says, so it's the first day of autumn, and with the weather changing, what movie gets your cold shoulder so far this year? So what movie... You like cold shouldering away from this year. Like that's still coming? 
that we won't see? Ooh, I it's not specified. We could we could do or we cold shouldering that we did see. that we have seen. Maybe maybe more about the buzzsaw. That's too easy. Um, that is still coming job. out. <laughs> Shoot, what's coming out? Uh, there's probably some horror movie coming out around Halloween that I'm just like, Mm-mm, don't care. <clears throat> See, <IMDb. laughs> Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yeah, absolutely yeah. getting my cold shoulder. There, there is a cold shoulder that's happening. Hustlers. Hustlers is another one that yeah. I'm definitely not seeing. Thing has got crazy good reviews, but it couldn't care less about that movie. I'm so disinterested in it. Um, what else comes out this year? Joker, Cold. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what movie? That's I, next week. You know what movie yeah. I haven't seen, but I'm still gonna give the cold shoulder to Rambo, Hellboy. Mm. That sucked. Keenum just threw another interception. I don't want Haskins to play this year. But I'm pretty sure they're going to put him in. Cats? Cats is definitely... Cats uh, get, actually, I'm going to see that true. just for this. <laughs> just for this. The Redskins don't play on Monday night anymore this year, so I'll be 100% ready just by then. Just to talk about it. I'll be 100% <clears throat> ready by then. Ooh, Spies in Disguise. Oh, that movie looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm super in for that Will one. Will Smith turns into a pigeon? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know about this one. I think it could be... Another, shoot, what's the director's name? Independence Day guy. Imrick. Roland Imrick. Oh, Roland Imrick. Um, yeah, that's it. Could be another classic yeah. to make fun of by him. Midway comes out. Midway. I don't understand how he gets the budgets and those casts for just <laughs> probably only making The Patriot. Like, that's his best movie. So my guess is he makes them affordably. And he he gets makes, boxes. He makes profits off of them. It's like Michael Bay. Everybody loves Michael Bay because he's always under budget, and yep. he always brings in box office. Yep. Well, maybe not on his last Transformers. <laughs> Ooh. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. The night one. The last night. That one I think still made like six hundred million. That's ridiculous. Worldwide. It's just mainly in the U.S. It didn't do. It well. didn't do well here, but it did well overseas. Well enough overseas. Yeah. Darn it. Just okay. Bumblebee. So a few few movies that we either were not excited about or are not excited about. Thank you for that question, Ian. Um, until next week, you can find us over on The Grudge. That's the horror movie that's coming out that I don't. Care oh, about. is that supposed to be a remake? Yeah. It's a. Uh, I saw a screen grab from it. And I was like, this looks totally different. I saw it and I was like, this looks like a horror movie. <laughs> My favorite reveal. No, that's not true. My favorite's Booyah. I'm pretty sure you say my favorite review after you do that every single time. Probably. <laughs> so anyway, are we, uh, what, are, what are we doing? Are we ready to, what? to continue what? continue what? on out of here? Yeah. I just yeah. want to make sure Luke doesn't want to interrupt me anymore. <laughs> well, kind of like how Tyler always interrupts me at the beginning, I like to interrupt you at the end. Touche. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WhatTheFanboy. Follow us on... Follow us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts. Uh, those rate us. Those really help. Those ratings really help. Mm-hmm. Ratings and reviews. 
Um, you can subscribe on YouTube. You get all of the shows if you want to watch what it looks like behind the curtain. That's not right. We don't actually have a curtain. We don't. We could get a curtain installed. Guys, new project. We're going to install a curtain that can open at the beginning of the show. Dude, yes. Can we close it right before we start like the Warren does? Yeah. And then open it again? So it'll yeah. be open for like our what we do this done this week. But before Which is like our show trailers. actually starts, we'll close it yeah, we'll and close then reopen it, it. We'll get some music. Guys, this is great. Voice of theater? This is your voice of the theater. <laughs> Anyways, until next week, stay off your dang Sorry for me being distracted. (laughs) Bye-bye.